Be sure to check out Sylvie's Love, now on Amazon Prime Video. Set in Harlem in the 1950s, a young woman meets an aspiring saxophonist in her father's record shop, and their love ignites a sweeping romance that transcends the changing times. Watch Sylvie's Love, directed by Eugene Ash, starring Tessa Thompson and Namdi Asamoah, and produced by Moth Board member Gabrielle Glore on Amazon Prime Video. Welcome to All Together Now, Fridays with the Moth. I'm your host for this week, Aliza Cosme. Today, two stories about the ups and downs of growing up. Our younger selves may have been self-conscious and made some questionable fashion decisions, but how we handle these awkward moments as kids makes us who we are as adults. Our first story this week is from Dante Jackson. Dante came to the Moth through our education program, just like I did. We first met during a show produced by the Moth's EDU team at a public school here in New York City. We've told stories together over half a dozen times, and I love his story more and more with each retelling. My favorite part is watching the students hear it for the first time. By the end, they're usually rolling on the floor laughing, both figuratively and literally. Dante told this story at a New York City high school story slam where the theme of the night was freedom. Here's Dante, live at the Moth. Okay, well, back in middle school, I wasn't really the type of kid to let myself have any fun. I was, I was afraid that if I let myself have fun, I'd end up being judged, and I, I don't like being judged. So, um, eighth grade comes around. Prom is coming up, everybody's talking about it. Hey, you going to prom? I'm going to prom. You know what you're wearing? You know who you're going with? Oh, I know what I'm going with. <laughs> but me, I I wasn't planning on it. I didn't really want to go. I thought I'd just skip it. I thought I'd just end up being a kid in the corner, chicken in hand, <laughs> just standing there. <laughs> so, um... After being constantly bugged by friends and family, I decided, you know what, what the heck, might as well go. Let's just see what it's going to be about. So um, graduation and prom was on the same day. Graduation was early on in the day. We sang Celine Dion. I hated it. <laughs> so um, I go home. I get dressed. I throw on my suit, have my little fedora on, you know, <laughs> stunting. So um. I'm going to my friend Shannon's house. It's a block away from my house, not far. She lives next to this daycare I used to go to. There's a family of Trinity Daddians. I've known them since birth. They're like my second family. We're all outside, chilling. My mom's taking a bajillion pictures. You know how to get around this kind of time. <laughs> and um, yeah. <laughs> so norm typically, well, I should say first that Shannon, Shannon comes outside, and typically she's a tomboy. She's usually just seeing a shirt, jeans, sneakers. That's it. But she comes out, she got her hair down. She got her little right dress on. She got the real huge hoop earrings, you know. <laughs> so now I'm standing here. I'm like, huh. <laughs> well, now. <laughs> so... 
we <laughs> we get in the truck. It's about a 15, 20 minute drive, not very long. I get there, all my friends stand outside. Hey, Dante, hey, you decided to show up. I'm like, hey. So I go inside. The space is a little bit smaller than I thought it would be. Granted, it's not a lot of us, but it was pretty fancy looking. And I thought it was a good place to be. Music starts playing. Everybody's on the dance floor. I'm in the corner, standing there, chicken in hand. I, I had a few people come up to me and try to pull me on the dance floor, but I wasn't moving. I was not moving. I wasn't moving for anything but chicken. So the DJ decides to put on this song, and now he's saying, you know, everybody that's not dancing, you got to grab them, grab them, pull them on that dance floor. Anybody, you see anybody standing on the wall, you got to grab them, bring them on the floor. So immediately, 20 heads come at me. And, and try to drag me on the dance floor. And at this point, I'm just done fighting it. I'm like, you know what? What the heck? I'm just going to go on that dance floor. I'm going to have a good time. I'm standing awkwardly in the middle of the dance floor, just looking around. <laughs> so I try not to make myself look suspicious, so I start doing a little... <laughs> I start doing a little two-step. This is where it was at. So, <laughs> gradually over time, I start getting more into it. Uh, the, the little, the little two-step turns into a little, turns a little to a shuffle. <laughs> and that, <laughs> that shuffle turns into a crisscross. And that crisscross turns into a God knows what. I don't even know what I was, I don't even know what I was doing anymore. I just know that um, I'm on fire. <laughs> and I'm busting moves I never thought was possible for me. And I wasn't aware of this until I took the time to look around and I'm stuck in that little circle they make. Everybody's like, hey, go Dante, go Dante, hey. So, and it turns out that was one of the best nights of my life. And it's like my life up until that point. I was locked in a dark room, but then I decided to unlock the door and I took a step out and I learned how to dance. That was Dante Jackson. Dante first came to the moth during his senior year of high school back in 2014. He went on to tell the story at the moth's first ever high school grand slam where he won third place. Dante is an aspiring dancer, and he promises he'll have videos to share with us very soon. To see some photos of Dante in the 8th grade, head to the extras for this episode on our website, themoth.org extras. Our next story today is from Ivan Kirev. Ivan told the story at a New York City story slam where the theme of the night was Romeos and Femme Fatales. Here's Ivan, live at the Moth. So, can you hear me? Okay, so all I remember about Abby was that she had long brown hair and that as soon as I saw her, I was totally and utterly in love with her. And what I remember best about her was that she wanted nothing to do with me. It was 1997 and I was eight years old and this was my first time in America. 
Um, my English was really, really, really bad. And I studied some English and Russian in first grade, but we learned from these Soviet textbooks that were maybe from the 50s or 60s, and most of the lessons were something along the lines of, uh, Comrade, what time do you take tea? Or, um, could you please point out the way to the Red Square? So when I enrolled in second grade at Coralville Elementary School just outside of Iowa, these lessons were pretty useless. Uh, they were especially useless when it came to wooing Abby because there are only so many times that I could ask her out to take tea with me and there are only so many times that I could take to get rejected. So Abby ended up being my incentive to learn English. Uh, but I didn't want to waste time. You know, there are other guys out there. So I thought actions speak louder than words and gifts speak louder than actions. So uh, every morning on my way to school, I would walk by her house and I would put a chocolate bar in her mailbox. And I did this for about a week and I, I didn't leave any notes, but I was like, you know, chocolates, Russian boy, take tea with me, chocolates. She'd put, she put the two and two together. She ignored me. She didn't do anything. So I found a confidant in Mrs. Brown, my second grade home, uh, homeroom teacher who was like the nicest Iowan woman in her mid-70s. And every two weeks, she'd give the second graders assigned seating. Um, so one day, I approached her after class, and I was like, Mrs. Brown, I am in love with Abby, and you have got to put me next to her. So, so Mrs. Brown says, I'll see what I can do. Uh, and the next morning, I come into school, and uh, Oh my God, I'm seated next to Abby. And I'm thinking, this is my big break. My English has gotten better. This is gonna be two weeks of like flirting and conversation and like the start of an endless romance. We get our worksheets and Abby's all business and we finish the worksheet and she turns to her friends across the room and turns her back to me. Um, and you know what, I'm kind of okay with that. Like I'm kind of getting over Abby because my English is getting good and I'm making friends with all the other second graders and Maybe I've accepted that things with Abby aren't going to work out. But then, uh, in the late fall, we have an in-school field trip to the gym, to, to, the, to the school gym. <laughs> because there's a performance by a string quartet that's happening in the, in the school gym for the second graders. So all the second graders file down to the gym, and we all sit in a semicircle around these string players, and we all sit, you know, cross-legged on the floor, and I, I I make sure to pick a position that's right underneath the first violinist, but still really close to Abby. And then the, the string section starts playing and it's this really moving piece and I'm thinking, holy shit, this is it. This is the chance I've been waiting for. This is my, this is my big break because if I just show Abby how sensitive I am, if I'm moved by this music, she will totally fall for me. And I'm looking up at the first violinist, and I'm trying so hard to force tears, and I'm trying so hard to force tears, and then the tears come, and then I'm crying, and then I'm weeping, and then I'm sobbing, and my body's shaking. I can't control the crying once I've started crying. And I'm sitting right under the first chair violinist, and you know, he's playing, and he's looking down at me. And I'm, it's only now that I look back at it, and I'm thinking, I must have made this guy's day. He is, he is playing to this like group of 28-year-olds who are like picking their nose and like shuffling around and talking to their friends. And then there's this one who is looking up at him, cathartically sobbing. <laughs> Whatever effect I may have had in the violinist, Abby was stone. She totally ignored me. And you know what? Second grade came and, and went, and so did Abby. 
But I wanted to commemorate that. I wanted to give her a goodbye letter. So in May, at the end of school, I sat down and I wanted to do it with my voice. So I sat down with my mom's little tape recorder and I put on, <laughs> I put on this fake like 50s crooner voice. You know like when in the 50s songs they have like the bridge and then the guy drops his voice down an octave. So I sit down with my mom's tape recorder and, I'm, and I say, Abby, I loved you, but you broke my heart and now I'm going back to Russia and I will never see you. Goodbye. <laughs> and I spent like two hours getting this letter just right. Um, and the experience proves to be so therapeutic that I don't need to give her the tape. And I lose track of the tape and I go back to Russia and I move on. And then like a year later, I come home from school in Russia. I come home from school to our apartment and I open the door and I hear the sound and my heart sinks immediately because I immediately recognize the sound of my voice. And I walk to the living room and I walk into the living room and I see my parents hysterically laughing by the stereo. And out of the stereo speakers I hear, Abby, I loved you, but you broke my heart and I'm going back to Russia. Goodbye. And it's so loud, my parents don't even notice that I'm in the room and they're replaying the tape. And, and finally, my dad looks over at me and he looks at me and I look at him and he sees the betrayal in my eyes. And I look at him and I'm speechless and he's speechless and he just turns off the stereo and he's gathering himself. And I'm like gathering for the kill. And he looks at me and he just says, you know, your English was really good. <laughs> Thank you. That was Ivan Kirov. These days, Ivan spends a lot of his time listening to other people's home recordings and audio love notes. He's a podcast editor and sound engineer living in Poughkeepsie, New York. And he's also one of our beloved live sound engineers at Slams and Main Stages in New York City. Ivan's story really captured the blissful naivety of childhood crushes, the lengths that we would go to simply be noticed, even if that means forcing yourself to cry hysterically during an assembly. With age, we may be more hesitant to embarrass ourselves, but young Ivan's courage is so heartwarming and maybe it'll inspire you to finally make that grand gesture you've been contemplating. If our stories this week have moved you, here are a few questions to get you thinking about stories of your own. When was the last time you stepped out of your comfort zone? How did that make you feel? Do you have an embarrassing moment that you've learned to laugh at? You can also find these prompts in the extras for this episode on our website, themoth.org slash extras. We're sad to say that this is our last episode of our summer special series, All Together Now, Fridays with the Moth. We hope you've enjoyed these weekly episodes and hearing from so many different members of our staff and community. The Moth podcast is going back to its regular schedule and will continue to feature a rotating cast of hosts from the Moth family, some you may know and some you might meet for the first time. We always want your feedback, so let us know what you thought about All Together Now on social media or write us on our website, themoth.org slash contact. Until next time, from all of us here at The Moth, have a story-worthy week. Aliza Kazmi is a former Moth assistant producer and alumna of the Moth Education Program. She began telling stories with the Moth in 2015, and her story, Pastels and Crayons, has been heard on the Moth Radio Hour and published in Teen Vogue and the Moth's third book, Occasional Magic. Podcast production by Julia Purcell. 
The Moth Podcast is presented by PRX, the Public Radio Exchange, helping make public radio more public at prx.org. Moth Story Slams are back. Held on Mondays beginning in February, join us for our weekly open mic story slam competition. February's theme is Love Hurts. Throw your name in the hat for a chance to tell your story or just come to listen to stories of a total eclipse of the heart, kicked to the curb by the people or places or things you love or used to love. Visit themoth.org slash events to buy tickets now. That's themoth.org slash events.